When you place a wager with William Hill Sportsbook, every sports moment becomes even more interesting. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill mobile app. And when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Must be present in Virginia. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting. With William Hill Sportsbook. Hi, this is Lindsay, one of the co-hosts of Beauties and Head Cannons. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hey everyone, it's Selena and you're listening to Stories from Planet Earth. Today we are here virtually with Adrian. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, Currently back home from some adventures abroad. Um, I was in Costa Rica, so I'm here in Wisconsin at my family's house. I usually ask first thing where my guests are from or where they're currently situated and you just went through a major move. Yeah um, so I guess a little background of me. So I am originally from Thailand. I was adopted from there so grew up in Colorado and just been bopping around. So most recently I was down in Costa Rica. I worked there Uh, for a travel company so it's been yeah about almost three years two and a half years a little more than that that was down there so with everything going on and sadly being one of those um, people who's lost a job um, due to COVID-19 it was better for me to come back but it was kind of crazy figuring out if that was an option that was able to do Uh, with borders closing and just flights out of the country and things like that. So was able to come back on one of the embassy flights or flights coordinated by the embassy. So that was wild. (laughs) Wow, I can imagine. Yeah, so normally with my job that I had, I was a contractor, whatever that is, contracted. And it was from like August to August um, that the contract was. So a full year. Um, So I started last August until now. So, yeah. Yeah, wild, wild times. What was it like having to arrange all of that and travel in the midst of this whole pandemic? It was, I mean, it was such a roller coaster and I feel like it was in such a small span of time. Everything just kind of hit the fan mid March. Um, So it was very interesting. I actually was in Brazil for about a month and a half beginning of the year, so mid-January into beginning of March. And so I was able to work abroad, even more so (laughs) abroad from my um, job and just a little background. So I was a travel operations assistant for a travel company. 
so yeah, it was crazy being in Brazil and just being like, yeah, you know, like planning of, you know, kind of next adventures with the company and then coming back and things kind of blowing up and slowly people are getting laid off and things are getting, you know, cut within the company and just trying to logistically figure out what we're doing as a company to stay afloat and start kind of hibernation in the sense of just being lean um, and then dealing with that as a job and then figuring out how do I go back home like do I come back home like right now Costa Rica is doing really well um, so currently they have about 700 cases but it wasn't, you know, doubling or tripling or anything like that. You'd see a couple of cases, you know, a day maybe. And so it was just talking to family like, oh, do I guess I should stay here because right now this is where my job is. And oh, look at that. The borders are closed now. <laughs> and so, you know, sending interns that were down there with the company back home and then people who are full-time just kind of figuring out okay I guess I'm just here for the long haul uh, we were getting emails from through the step program it's via the embassy and they were kind of saying you know once the borders closed you you know flights will be leaving but after that just be ready to be there indefinitely which is very crazy <laughs> like thing to read you're like okay definitely let's let's do it <laughs> so um yeah just with the job trying to retain people and being remote and staying in touch with family and friends and social distancing down there and people are really good at staying in so it didn't feel too weird I mean kind of similar to here it sounds like um at the grocery stores People were, you know, keeping distant and how to be in a line and wait till you can be inside. And they were giving you hand sanitizer and things like that. But it didn't feel too odd, um, but definitely really quiet when you're out on the streets if you did go on a walk and things like that. So seemingly, you know, the same here. But yeah, so just kind of weighing out those options. And finally, you know, I made the decision to come back to the U.S. because like oh well I'm not gonna have a job by the end of the month and gonna be let go and it looks like with the airlines and borders that I'm not gonna be able to get a flight back until June because I originally booked a flight beginning of May trying to get in touch with the airline to get an understanding of hey like if the border closure is extend extended will it that push off flights like what does operations look like I know you can't guarantee anything but what the heck is going on you know and mm -hmm. yeah the woman that I finally got in touch with she said honestly I would just get on that flight that's being organized by the embassy and just get back if that's really what you want so for me it was just made sense financially and just kind of you know ripping off the band-aid and you know what I don't want to be here for a month or more possibly without a job. <laughs> and even yeah. if it's with my community and certain, you know, colleagues down there that, you know, it's probably time for me to come home. Right. And did you, did any of your colleagues end up going back to their respective corners of the world too, or were a lot of them from Costa Rica? 
A lot of them are from the U.S. There's a couple um, other places, U.K., Canada, but mostly people who are working for the company were from the U.S. So it was kind of in waves. So beginning it was the interns that their program was ended, so they went home. That was, of course, not their choosing. <laughs> and then yeah. some other colleagues who were full-time did choose to go home. That was a couple um and then i think right now so just number wise to get a sense there's about 30 people that were down there um via the internship full-time um, in the office in costa rica and now there's probably uh, like six people down there still who are still working with the company and i think they're going to be probably let go soon so they're kind of deciding whether they should come back or not um and if they can when that will be so Mm -hmm. probably most likely in june but yeah so it's like slow comeback um but they're hanging on down there and figuring out so and a bunch of group chats just keeping updated and see you know how they feel yeah yeah well, I'm so sorry that everything kind of came crashing down so fast on you. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird and super, you know, coming from a very fortunate, privileged place. I was like, you know what? I think I was kind of ready for something new in the sense, you know, I really did enjoy my job, but I was ready to live somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and just understanding, you know, I there's so many other people going through the same thing and have it worse and I still have my health and a really good support system and had so many amazing memories from my experience with the company and work and living abroad so just kind of keeping hold of that but I think now it's just really sad you know hoping that the company you know whether or not I'm part of it right now that you know they'll get through the storm and I think I feel worse about the partners all around the world and all the communities that we were in touch with and supporting and that they're really hurting and that tourism as a whole you know it's a huge economic um, driver for so many countries around the world that you know really holds us together in a lot of ways so we'll see how the industry goes and just the rest of the world (laughs) it's such a weird weird time yeah, yeah, we're all feeling it at different degrees right. right now. It's just, I don't think there's ever been this amount of collective uncertainty mm-hmm. in a really long time. So it's just kind of, like, I hadn't even thought about the fact that tourism is being affected to such a degree right now. And it's true, like, a lot of places rely on that. I think when I think about it, of all the different facets can really make up the field if you're looking into food and transportation and entertainment and activities and housing and accommodations it really makes up a lot yeah right but i am happy at least that you have a positive perspective moving forward for sure um, yeah with your own life yeah figure things out you know it's just gonna be another adventure going forward something you know never thought of what happened yeah and I think a lot of people are trying to 
trying to hang on to that, that there's going to be something new whenever, new and maybe better after this, hopefully. For sure. Um, Taking a step back, though, I wanted to talk about your time in Costa Rica and, you know, why you initially went there and just how it was living there. Sure. So I have always had an interest in travel and I think you know that kind of goes back to me being adopted and having you know the opportunities to go back to Thailand really dive into a different culture and see that um, traveling other places you know whether that was around the US uh, but actually with my family we traveled to Costa Rica. Was, we started, it was for my sister's high school graduation kind of present. I think it was probably more of a, you know, let's say it's a graduation present, but we want to actually go traveling as a family abroad. Mm-hmm. So I got a taste for it when I was younger. So I think I was in early high school when that happened. So that kind of sparked things, actually. We went to a really cool lodge that was out in the middle of nowhere and we were able to go rafting and learn about the local community there and just be in this kind of tented canopy lodge in the middle of Costa Rica and it was so cool and I remember there was a guy that was an intern there and I think I was like what you get you're an intern you're out here that's so amazing so I was I think really inspired by that and when I went to college, CSU, go Rams, <laughs> where, <Ooh. laughs> we, where we were, and they had a recreation tourism. And yeah, so I just followed that and was looking into trying to figure out, you know, after college, what my values were and what I really wanted to kind of dive into. So I knew I wanted to do some sort of travel that was meaningful and so I found out about this company, and of course, one of the things that you hear about when you're younger but doesn't really click, or it's like, not what you know, but who you know, and it was a weird connection. Like, my mom's friend's daughter did a program with this company called Global Leadership Adventures, which focuses on programs for high schoolers throughout the summer that do volunteer work and leadership building. So I found out about this company and they did this internship for people down in Costa Rica and that you were doing sales basically and other work if it was, you know, during the summer when programs were happening, long haul, things like that. So anyway, I was like, yeah, sure, sales. This sounds like something up my alley. I worked at the study abroad office, was now in college and I'd studied abroad. So it's like, kind of bringing that into it and working with youth and really showing them the world in a different way that's not just classic bone towards them but really trying to develop them and be advocates for certain communities and just expand their horizon and just sense of self um, through different projects and programs around the world so yeah I came down with that uh, but eventually switched over to a different part of the company, which was Discover Core or is Discover Core, and that sector 
that was working with focuses on meaningful and purposeful vacations. So somewhat similar um, core value, but with families and older people and solo travelers and all that. So for instance, people will go to Thailand and work with more ethical elephant sanctuaries and being able to have their time there and work with the Mahouts, who are people who take care of the elephants and um, learn from them about everything you need to know about elephants, but being able to also have, you know, time on the island and do kind of touristy things, visit temples, um, but do it in smaller groups where you get to know each other and people who are like-minded and do something that's more than just relaxing at the beach um, all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, so amazing. I love that concept. Yeah, so a lot of different, you know, countries, Costa Rica, we had people come down there, Galapagos, South Africa, Thailand, all over. So Cuba. um, So I had opportunities to go on some of these trips um, see them in person and see travelers, which was really humbling and inspiring to where people are choosing, you know, to do something a little bit more on their time off, um, especially in the U.S., which you don't really have a lot of vacation time. So yeah, right. um, I know, too, throughout this whole COVID thing, it's been really great to have really good people who believe in your mission and work that you do and are hanging on there with you when they can easily just, you know, request a refund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was down there, worked for his company, Costa Rica. Very interesting um, kind of being an expat because we created this community where it was pretty much a bubble with your colleagues. And I feel like I have a lot of experiences in life through work where you just are with your work friends and um, creating that community there. So it's kind of hard sometimes to get out of that and meet people um, outside of work. Um, and of course there's that extra barrier with language. So I studied Spanish when I was in college and high school. And of course that's, you know, completely different when you're in a different country. I feel like when I study abroad, um, in Spain when I was in college and I thought I had a good grasp on things and then got there and host families talking to and you're like mm, mm, yeah it's humbling what? isn't it you're like <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah I totally know Spanish and then you go to a place where it's primarily Spanish speaking yeah. and you're like wow I don't know any Spanish yeah so luckily Costa Rica um, at least compared to my experience in Spain the, their accent, I guess you could say, is pretty neutral. And there's not a mm. lot of, like, I mean, there is a lot of slang. But after you learn the slang, you're like, wow, that's predominantly what I hear, especially with <laughs> people of similar age, like, in their 20s or younger. You're like, oh, wow, they say that a lot. Um, but it was easier um, to kind of pick up again. Um, but it was still hard because... And I know that's something I feel like a lot of people have challenges or struggle with when learning a new language. I know I kind of set the bar pretty high where I 
like, oh, I'm, I'm not, you know, people ask, like, oh, when you've lived there for a while, then you must be fluent, and I kind of timid and, like, hesitant, like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, I feel comfortable. I don't know if I'd say, like, completely fluent, because I feel like there's that standard of, oh, you know, it's going to be exactly the same level as my English, which it will never be, because that's my, you know, mother tongue and, or whatever, it's my first language, so how I think will be, you know, always in English, or, you know, it's kind of hard to have another language at the same level. But maybe yeah, not, I don't yeah, know, definitely. I mean, there's so many different people, different upbringings who might say it's more equal, or maybe not if they grew up learning two languages at the same time. Yeah, learning a new language is really hard. Um, Spanish was technically my first language, but mm-hmm. I moved from Puerto Rico to Colorado when I was about like four or five. So I had to learn English really fast and right. I retained some of the Spanish, but it's like I can understand it better than I can speak it. So mm-hmm. I feel you. It's it's really difficult trying to pick up a new language. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like since predominantly working, um, it, I was using English way more than Spanish so the time but I'm it was nice though to live somewhere where it's like okay when I'm outside of work then I will use it you know whether it's with host family or when I'm out and about meeting new people things like that it was there's additional layer though that was interesting with Costa Rica since it does have a lot of tourists from around the world a lot of people there there was, it would be frustrating at a time where I was speaking Spanish to them and they just start speaking English back. And mm, it was a yeah. mix of probably them thinking, you know, being kind and thinking, oh, I can tell that, you know, Spanish isn't their first oh, or their native language or whatever. So I'm just going to adapt to it and speak to them in English or I want to practice my English too. Which like I get it, but please, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So, um, a lot of the time when I traveled to other countries, I would use Spanish way more um, than in Costa Rica, which was very interesting. Right. So, what do you think your favorite memory of your time in Costa Rica in South Central America was? I think. Um, the memories that are at least coming to me just are hmm, deal with the environment. So just having these aha, wow, I'm here. I think especially going to any of the beaches in Costa Rica, which is what they're known for mostly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just being in the ocean, you're looking around and you're seeing these beautiful, you know, palm trees and luscious green, you know, mountains around you while you're in the water, which is nice and warm. I very spoiled. I feel like if I, for some reason, want to be in the water over here in the Great Lakes or what have you, I'm going to just be very disappointed and just, you know, be so frigid. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, you're just in this warm water and you're looking around and just floating and maybe have a drink in hand and 
just taking the moment, wow, like I'm in paradise and I'm so lucky and fortunate to live somewhere where people are saving up as much as they can to just enjoy, you know, a weekend or a week or how many days and I have the accessibility to be here. So I feel like those kind of moments are what, you know, I took a lot of the time and really trying to cherish. Yeah, that sounds really amazing. (laughs) Really, really amazing. I definitely want to make it down there at some point. Oh, girl, you would love it. Give you a peepa fria in your hand, you know, some booze and coconut water and just relax and enjoy it. Um, Small country, it has a lot to offer, a lot of different ecosystems there, too. So people really enjoy going into the jungle and doing those kind of adventure activities of whitewater rafting, zip lining, doing hikes, um, different national parks where they're going to see a volcano. And then each coast is so different. Um, Caribbean has a very different vibe than the Pacific and yeah, lots to offer. Um, but yeah, small country gets, can take a while getting from A to B if you're taking the bus, which is what I usually took, but always an adventure with that too. I swear the bus drivers did not, like they were ready to just bull you over. They did not care. (laughs) (laughs) I was so glad I didn't have to drive around um, because they were, yeah, insane. But thankfully they took me from A to B. So (laughs) yeah, good. I'm glad that you didn't, uh, you know, get hauled down by a bus while you were down there. Seriously, I, yeah, paranoid going across the street, even if the, like, light was green. You're like, okay, I, you know, if I see something coming at me, I will run. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. Well, if I ever do end up taking a trip down there, I will definitely have to ask you where the best places are to go. Yes, I would love that. I would come back for you. (laughs) Yes, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Um, So... Moving forward, what do you think you want to do next? Ooh, uh, that is the main question, right? I think, mm-hmm. too, when, you know, <laughs> like, oh, the industry that I would love to work for is hurting right now. But I think people being at home as well, they're itching to leave. So I'm sure. And it is one of those industries that does bounce back. So whenever it does, um, I'm not quite sure. I, you know, potentially could go back um, with the company I was working with. I think I've always been interested in kind of study abroad companies or programs or operators um, since that was something that was a really amazing experience for me too. Uh, But right now I'm, kind of excited to look into opportunities that are directly dealing with COVID-19. Not necessarily, I'm ready to go to nursing school by any means, but I know um, I have one friend who, uh, she just got the job. I think she just started today, actually. But basically, she... uh, they're like sanitizing equipment for different medical facilities. 
So doing the huge like hazmat suit, things like that. Um, but just working all the time to, I think, clean equipment and things that medical um, staff would need right now. Um, and then there's other things that my family's been talking about, uh, like the COVID-19 trackers. So you'd call families who had it, I think, and trying to see who they were in contact with, just to get more data. Um, but I know there's other random things out there for sure. I'm slowly going to work on the resume and update LinkedIn and all that good stuff. But yeah, I yeah. think things like that would be really interesting now. And hopefully, you know, knowing that they're more temporary, uh, but hopefully more meaningful and having a different purpose during this time um, as well. So kind of maybe doing some good in that way. Yeah, I think that's really admirable that you are willing to do something like that and want to get involved in a bigger way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think that would help me at least mentally just like have a goal and like, oh, it's temporary. Like, oh, it's for now. Like, um, mm-hmm. instead of just, I don't know, doing sales for a random product or I don't know. But also, what is available? So that, you know, whatever is yeah, available, yeah, yeah. just kind of throw in it out there and say, please hire me. I'm capable, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. I was laid off too. So I'm like in the same boat yeah. trying to figure out what my next move is. What are you thinking? Well, I studied journalism and communications in college. So I'm thinking, well, my last job was in social media, so I'm trying to find something in the vein of, like, marketing social media, and I am just in the mode of whoever will hire me in this moment, I will take that job. (laughs) For sure. So, so I do have an interview coming up with, um, a company soon. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. you all the good vibes, and if I hear anything, I'll definitely, um, send you info whatever thank you I appreciate yeah. that yeah yeah so it's weird times it's weird times but um you know you'll get through it I'll get through it we're all gonna get through it together for sure and we're so capable so I know it's just a weird time for sure but historic time yeah historic time I keep thinking about that I know my Actually, when all this started happening, I remember talking to my mom. She was talking to my grandma, and they were just like, what the heck is going on, you know? And my mom Mm -hmm. was telling me during their conversation, my grandma said that this was a historic time, which completely blew me away of thinking about that generation who's seen so much in their lifetime with world wars or just any of these wars in general over the past, you know, century or so and the great depression and different things with civil rights, first black president and now this great president, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> all <laughs> triggered, um, but, um, you yeah. know, all this, you know, all that in their lifetime for her to say, and, you know, with, I'm sure, you know, other things, with Ebola and other, um, 
polio and I think that was during their lifetime. But anyway, like, <laughs> holy cow, for someone who's seen so much saying this is historic, Yeek. you know, it really was kind of a wake up call. Um, but definitely historic in a lot of different ways. And I think talking about how much we're intertwined together and in globalization as a whole makes sense mm-hmm. why this is wild. Yeah. And I'm hoping that some good will come out of it, like something, like maybe we'll kind of take a, a better look at, you know, our impacts or, mm-hmm. you know, just I our practices. So. Yeah, definitely. I'm hoping to see a lot of earth surge within you know, renewable energy and, yeah, people really hopefully reflecting on what they do day to day. I know it's frustrating now with, um, like, makes sense, you know, people want to stay safe and clean and whatnot, but then all the products that we're using, you know, single um, used products and with plastic, um, especially, I know that's like a table tosser for me. I'm like, ah, table flip, like, why? You know, like, it makes sense, I I get it, and it's just still destructive. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, continue on quarantine if there will be more sustainable practices that we can all do too um but yeah i'm hopeful that people are more mindful and bigger corporations take charge too um yeah yeah me too well that's um pretty much almost it i just had one more question for you yeah so what is something that inspires you? That is a very good question. What inspires me? Oh gosh, I feel like it's so cheesy. Um, That's okay. <laughs> and I, I don't know, it, it's like, I think just selfless people who, and I think that's one thing that really drew me to the job that I had was all or were was <laughs> uh, were all the organizations that we found we as in people before me with the company because obviously I did not create these programs but <laughs> finding these communities so for instance I'll break it down it'll be easier to give an example um, last year I was able to go to Peru with the company and we connected with um, a couple of local nonprofits in the area. The main project that we were with was our partner, who was the guide as well, but he pretty much opened up his home in a small town called Andalalias. It's uh, about 30 minutes south of Cusco, but anyway, he opened up his home to have this after-school program for kids in the community who were, you know, at kind of high risk, Um, their parents were in pretty, you know, low poverty and maybe, you know, were abused at home or things like that. So anyway, just opening up, you know, a safe space for these kids to have full meals. And he was, you know, the money that he got from the company or the company I worked for 
would go to them and we would just have kind of quality time with them and helping them learn English or with counting or just playing silly games or doing crafts and things like that. So someone like him who was just so open and wanting to, you know, show kindness and warmth to those kids was super inspiring. And then meeting other people in the community through the other projects that we visited, whether that was a orphanage um, from these two wonderful people who again opened up their homes and created this orphanage for youth who are at risk and really trying to give them skills to use when they grew up and yeah having just kind of that love um, through someone who might not just be direct family um, obviously since um, they were orphans but just kind of having those family figures in their life um, and then another project was these people who um, oh gosh is called the KWAR project and it was mostly to empower and uplift and give jobs to women in the community who again come from very poor backgrounds um, but educating them and giving these skills to create these dolls which I actually bought one um, very cute little dolls um, that they sold all around the world um, but gave kind of this purpose to these women so anyway that's a lot of things but I feel like those moments of really hearing about anyone who took charge and saw people who needed extra support and empowering them and just showing love in a certain way um super inspiring yeah yeah definitely well that is pretty much it do you have anything that you'd like to shout out before we sign off Well, just anyone who's listening, I hope you're staying safe and healthy and keep listening to this podcast because it's super interesting and I think learning about other people is always inspiring and cool and thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being willing to be on the pod and taking some time out. For sure. Anytime join me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Stories from Planet Earth. If you have some time, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Find us on Instagram at SFPE Podcasts. I'll talk to you next week. When you place a wager with William Hill Sportsbook, every sports moment becomes even more interesting. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill mobile app. And when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Must be present in Virginia. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting.
with William Hill Sportsbook. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.